is Sports Arena and his Extreme Rewinds, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. And we are in 1999 and we are fast approaching, living dangerously. We've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Well, you know, we're here doing it. We've got no corporate sponsors and we've got no big things going on. But we are still living quite bizarrely. Do you see any other hardcore pay-per-view? It's because of this one, all right? Don't you forget that. I think urging your your viewers to go and buy someone else's pay-per-view before yours is a bold move. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure um, WCW would have been extremely happy with the massive influx of pay-per-view buyers they would have got as the ECW fans went over to check out the product. Only to come back. Only to come back, of course, with all the WCW fans doing the same, I'm sure. Um, this week, we're looking at 306, 307 and 308 of ECW Hardcore TV. We are in March. We are also known as the three that lead us up to Living Dangerously 1999. That's it. So next week is um, pay-per-view week. So absolutely buzzing. It has come round awfully fast, but I guess we're watching it faster than real life. So it makes sense. That is true. So, um, yeah, no. So we'll do that and probably run down the card at the end. Makes sense, yeah. doesn't it? Um, so the 7th of March, 1999, episode 306. We start off with highlights of Sid and his destruction spree, basically taking out everyone. Quick words from Judge Jeff Jones during it saying about Sid being intense. And, um, yeah, we just get power bombs and choke slams galore. And it's a good way to start the show. Sid's over, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're really building him up as this weird kind of, uh, you know, killer. Just, just you know, comes out and murders people, as we've seen. Yeah. Teasing a little bit of dissension between him and the judge. Um, mm. For reasons. Um, but, yeah, Sid is... Um, Sid's a monster, and he's over, and, and the crowd love him. Yeah, no, it's um, like I said, it's weird. It's one of these in the sort of fantasy booking world. I would be, I would have been interested to see where this was going if he'd stuck around. Like, would he have got a a title shot? Would yeah. he have got a title reign? Would he have dethroned Taz? Could they resisted, or would he have just been like the the better version of nine one one? You know, so um, yeah, no, would have been interesting. Um, then pro, uh, Taz is there in the Red Hook section. Get a promo from him. Basically, he talks about what shit how he lives, but he loves it. Yeah. Yeah, he just uh, basically just the fact that he's grown up in this, this shit all over town. Um, which is really weird. Yeah, no, he, he sort of basically says it sort of makes him who he is and he wouldn't want to leave and all this, but fair enough. We get a couple of promos from Taz. This week, sort of plodding along. Um, we then get Joey Styles, who takes a lot of shots at WCW. He talks about Uncensored is coming up. And on that, you get Raven, Bam Bam, and Hack. Hack. You know him as a Sandman, but now he's Hack. And, um, yeah, basically, big that match and says about Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. And it's still cage match with barbed wire. Yeah, like 50-year-olds really want to work with barbed wire. And then proceeds to show highlights of a 50-year-old working in barbed wire. Yeah, I mean, to his defence, he's talking about those 50-year-olds working with barbed wire. Um, uh, uh, you know, so his thing is, you know, Hulk Hogan um, uh, won't let his back touch the ground, let alone, you know, and is suddenly working a barbed wire match, which which kind of, you know, I, I understand, I do accept his... Uh, his, his point and his, you know, the fact is it's inspired by them, and we know it is, um, uh, and is, is you know, gimmicked and safe and all the rest of it. Um, not sure that's the worst thing in the world. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's, know, it's, it's... kind of weird, isn't it? It's just like, and there's no real barbed wire. They're not even really going to proper fuck themselves up. 
Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm going to show you a video of someone ripping his fucking body apart and having to super glue himself back together in the middle of a match for your own entertainment. These lot can't even bother to, to kill themselves for you. <laughs> Call it entertainment. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's really, really strange. But um, it's right. I mean, the idea of, you know, believing that Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair are going to do a barbed wire match is um, laughable. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, so, it's, um, it's, it's, it's such a random... I mean, it's so awkward a booking as well because it is exactly that. You know, why on earth would... Would they? Why on earth would... You know, why on earth is that, is that even a thing? Why is that, you know, a, a match that needs to happen? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it is just absolutely crazy that this is a concept that's even come out and the fact that, you know, Ric Flair's most hardcore matches are still in his future at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, him and Foley have some... Yeah, really I mean, you know, thumbtacks and various other things. I think he even went to... I think it was on the sci-fi version of ECW. He was. Hardcore match, didn't he? With uh, Big Show. Yeah, really strange. Yeah, absolutely. Does that. Um, but yeah, so then they go and show you how a barbed wire match is done as we go back to Born to be Wired, Sabu versus Terry Funk. Um, still one of the most brutal matches I've seen. Um, yeah, it's great that they actually, I never realised that this match actually aired on ECW Hardcore TV, so if you've never seen this match for whatever reason, yeah, go back to this episode and, um, and check it out because it's worth going and seeing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 still a ridiculous match, um, an absolute ridiculous match. And this was just before their pay per view, wasn't it? Yeah, this is just before. Um, it's like a week before they do barely legal, barely legal. It wasn't yeah. barely. It wasn't barely legal. It was um. Oh, what one was it? There's another one. One. I think it had a triple threat match between Funk, Shane Douglas, and Sabu. I can't remember. It did. It did. Like Lambas crossed two, or I don't know. No, I'm sure it was their second pay per view. Was it their first pay per view or the second pay per view? Well, Billy Legal, the first oh, one was Raven. Yeah, so, wasn't it? so uh, it was Taz versus Sabu, so it wouldn't have been that. So it was it's number two. Pay-per-view. Yeah, of course, it's got to be the second pay per view, isn't it? Because Terry Funk's the champion. So it would have been. Um, no, Sabu's the champion going in, isn't he? Yeah, but uh, Terry Funk was the champion. Yes, so obviously it would it would have been after the second pay after the first pay per view because he wasn't on TV at all, was he? And he basically no. just and then does a title the change the week before a pay per view. Yeah, then was it the pay per view channel went it back again? So, um, yeah, I want to say like hard with heaven TV Wrestle Palooza no. Um, is it Hardcore Heaven? Was it the one with Dreamer and Jerry Lawler? Sure it was. Sure it's the same show. I shall uh sure it's um find out. I'm sure it's Hardcore Heaven ninety seven or ninety eight. Hardcore Heaven ninety seven. There you go. Sabu defended World Championship with Terry Funk and Shane Douglas in a three-way dance. There we go. Um, but yeah. We'll, we'll and you're right, people. it was Dreamer versus Lawler. Yeah, so it's all up there somewhere and it's like we've watched it. And the Gangsters versus the Dudley Boys. Oh, so everything comes back around. Um, yeah, we'll probably throw it on social media to say go watch this episode because it shows this match because you forget. Um, comes out obviously takes more shots at Flair and Hogan Flair enough we have a promo from the Dudleys and Joe Gertner around some stairs um, decent promo I, I mean obviously like he's known for it now a lot more and he's sort of here but it's just so much more evident at this point just how good a talker like Bubba Ray really is yeah he just absolutely steals the shows with these he's very um, he's so invested in what he says, it's hard not to be invested as well. Absolutely. Um, I, I still struggle with him cutting 
earnest babyface promos. Um, but I suppose it does kind of give that level of, of, you know, when he says something that's very heelish, it is kind of hidden in facts. Yeah. So I guess there's kind of a, a, a thing there about, you know, how it works through. But yeah, it's, um, you know, he is, he's, he's incredibly compelling. Yeah, no, um, really enjoyable stuff. Obviously, he makes the cash rules everything around me, reference the Wu-Tang song, which is um, stuff as theme. So it all sort of ties together quite nicely. And gave me flashbacks and PTSD about when Public Enemy put it in every single one of their promos for <laughs> no apparent reason. Cash rules everything around me. Cream. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Oh, crazy it's come full circle like <coughs> four years later or whatever it is I know uh, um, New Jack then cuts a promo very similar area basically says he doesn't care about belts or titles he'll work for free in this one if he has to he basically just wants to get to him uh, I like this promo again New Jack extremely intense yep. he, but he's, he's sort of got that thing where if he says he's going to kill someone then you think wow I'm going to witness a murder on this pay-per-view He's got that he is, he's, yeah, absolutely legit with it, isn't he? Um, he is. If New Jack says, oh, this pay-per-view is a good chance I'm going to kill someone, you think, well, New Jack's probably going to kill him. And, um, you know, legit when he says working for free, bear in mind it's ECW. <laughs> yeah, you regret that. It's taken <laughs> literally for the rest of uh, his days there. Um, promo from Taz. Says that Sabu's hot at Taz. Taz is hot at Sabu. Um stay hot because I want you to stay hot and yeah more more build more just gradual build for this um not a massive no, no big go ho promos yet just more sort of just let you know they they still hate each other yeah so uh, and we'll get into it but again the pacing to the last TVs and the pay-per-view feel off again so this feels you know desperately like they're trying to keep things simmering because they've got a couple of weeks more TV than they counted out um, when they were booking the shows. So they're all they're all just kind of like, you know, we're still angry with each other. Well, yeah, it's, really it's kind more. of it's kind of weird because they, they're trying to recreate obviously the feud, but they touch more now because they can touch because they've had multiple matches and it's kind of recreate that magic. So it's like, yeah, these two have fought, but never for a world title. Uh, yeah. Uh, and fighting for the FTW world title. Like, which which he it. kind of includes and buries in equal measure. Yeah. yeah it's, he's it's he's, so he's a champion. It's the FTW champion. But I created. But it doesn't mean shit because it's not the real belt. It's not this belt. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's his first promo on it, though, to be fair, wasn't it? It's just so hit and miss because you got that and then you got the advertising saying FTW champion versus ECW champion. The belts are going to unify. And you got him saying, I don't even want that fucking belt anyway, shit. And it's sort of this whole, what, what are we selling here? Like, what, what angle are we taking? Because you, you can't sort of keep saying it's trash, but then saying champion versus champion. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Um, yeah, and, and and continues to be the the issue with what they're trying to build and what they're trying to sell is is they build for a belt that isn't isn't being recognised or chased or, or or wanted. So yeah, it's it remains odds yeah no it does um highlights of taz versus shane douglas from house party 99 great match can't deny it but seen it so moving on highlights of the feud between shane douglas tommy dreamer just incredible and lance storm um nothing new here just basically all the build of um yep what we've seen over the last couple of weeks basically i'm looking for a new franchise on the new franchise you're not tommy dreamer should be the new franchise they all beat up each other. Final promo from Taz. 
Uh, more of the same, basically just saying he's going to beat up Sabu. Yeah. It's as simple as that. So three sort of similar promos, but... Um, Whilst walking around Red Hook. Yeah, but good all the same, because it's sort of he's just continuing the story sort of similar in the background. That's the end yeah, of the I mean, episode. it was fine. Is is kind of what I'd say about the the Taz promos. They were they were they they kept the movie they kept the story moving in a weird kind of way. I, I think the annoying I think the problem where he's struggling and I don't it's not I don't blame Taz for this because I understand his issue is that there's nothing new to this story. You know that it's like. For um, barely legal, everything was new for the story. It was yeah. everything. Now, since the years they've been apart, nothing's actually changed. No. You know, it would have been almost more compelling if one of them had gone in a slump and this was their chance to be like, I need you. I need the motivation that you gave me to find who I am again. Do you know what I mean? Like, say Taz had got yeah. a massive slump and Sabu was the world champion. I need the fire from Belly Legal. I need you to bring it out of me again. And then he beats him and becomes world champion. You know, things like that. But just. Or have. Sab- I mean, you could have Sabu chasing Taz this time. So, you know, you could you could do the opposite of Belly Legal, where Taz is kind of like, you know, Sabu, I want you, Sabu, I want you. And Sabu's just like nothing. Uh, and you could have Sabu chasing Taz this time. And Taz's like, I've got nothing to prove. I've got nothing to do with you. You know, I've beaten you so many times. I've got nothing. And finally, kind of getting to the point where it's like, all right. And also, it. it's it's kind of really hard when you got only fifty percent of this feud actually cuts promos. So it's, hey, it's all on. It's, Sabu said something the other day about something. He did, but this is all on Taz. It's like so. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah, but for him, you say that, but Sabu has a talking point. He has. He has Fonzie to cut the promos for him. He has RVD to cut the promos for him if he wants. But they're not in this story. Yeah. And and this is the thing. It's kind of like, you know, there's there's very little about this. There is a whole story <clears throat> there about, you know, Fonzie being the one that brokered the, the new triple threat, because that was a thing. Yeah. Um you know, and getting them all on the same page and then that breaking down and how that works through and the history of Fonzie and Taz and you know, them the all belt. of that. Yeah. Giving him the FTW and, belt. And, and, it, and being the one who, who vouched for him and, and got him to team with RVD and Sabu and then that going badly and blah, blah, blah. All of that. Yeah, but I, I feel the same when we get to the... Um... <clears throat> The Shane Douglas Dreamer feud. I mean, we'll get to that in a bit, but I've got similar sort of issues with um, with that. Um, yeah, so 14th of March 1999, episode 307, kicks off with uh, you join in progress, FBI versus Danny Dorian Roadkill versus Bulls and Axel. Um, it, it's, it's a show starter. I didn't find anything wrong with it. I wasn't necessarily excited to see it. Um, it just was a match to kick off the show. Yeah, really quickly after you start, the uh, FBI are eliminated. Yeah, um, yeah just uh, and it's weird because they're already doing the whole kind of, you know, Big Sal's too big, so he splashes, and then they all get on top of him, and Guido can't kick out because everyone's on top of him, and um, which feels like a really quick way of of you know, I, I don't know, he's a comedy act and all the rest of it, but you're already kind of squishing the big man, aren't you? Yeah. Um and I and again I know you've already done that with Spike on his first night, blah blah blah. But um yeah, it just felt really strangely done. But you know, fair enough. So it just needs to be like I mean, I know they only ever see this group as like a mid table act, but you just need to be careful because once it's sort of it's, it's done, it's done, isn't it? It's really hard yeah. to suddenly say now this person's massive and he's a killer. Um yeah, but um Bulls and Axel win, probably the right team to win in this combination. It's good for them to pick up a win. Nice of them to pick up a win now and again, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's why I thought it's, it's, it's good for them to sort of keep them involved in something. Um, this next segment kind of confused me and annoyed me slightly. Footage of Taz doing an interview on a radio station. <laughs> the DJ basically says that he thinks Taz would win and Taz gets pissed off by this saying that Sabu is more than capable of winning 
and just because he thinks Sabu, why doesn't he do it? And you know, there's you know, it's not just that simple that Taz is going to win because Sabu can still win. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to win. It's nice that you know I'm going to win. I don't know if I'm going to win. Yeah, it, it, it's Taz being a grumpy bastard for the sake of being a grumpy bastard. I just thought like the the, oh. the the radio DJ looks a little bit kind of just like confused by the entire thing. And it is, it's just, you know, out of nowhere, it's kind of like, fuck you, who do you think who you are to say that I'm good at something? Yeah, that's basically it. It's just like, I don't think he actually did anything wrong here. He just sort of thought there's a good chance. The guy who he's this. interviewing, who we're meant to believe they have a relationship because, you know, they're, they're chatting and all the rest of it. Um, is the guy the, the champion? Um, might be the 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 one with the advantage going into a pay per view match. Yeah, but imagine if he he said, "Oh, I think Sabu could beat you. It'd be real trouble." Well, Taz would have agreed. Don't take it for granted. You could easily lose so, this match. It's a really good point you made there, and I think you might be right. And yeah, yeah, you could be right. I guess we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, a confusing segment that happened. Uh, we then got sort of the old Pulp Fiction style promos. Jerry Lynn basically said that he's waited in other federations for ages and now he's tired of waiting. Fair enough. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're about to start witnessing the, and we're doing this episode, the, the real kind of rising of, you know, the new fucking show. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's, captivating and breathtaking and awe-inspiring um him and his glasses in a very kind of uh you know underwhelming you know kind of promo was 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 not the way i don't think it was a bit kind of you know de-energizing yeah agreed i mean i just i know it is sort of what it is but like you said he, he should have just you know at least some bit of passion, bit of energy, energy. Yeah. bit of something. You know, they all drop the ball, and uh, I'm here to to pick it up. And uh, you know, and I'm bored of waiting. Well, sound like you're bored of waiting, rather than just telling me you're bored of waiting. Yeah, it's just um, again, I expect more fire, more promos about him versus RVD because it's obviously sort of common knowledge at this point. Yeah, and they're talking about it, and and you know it's it's uh, it's funny because RVD again does a better job than most putting it over because RVD's like you know it's not the worst thing in the world because I could win it and then I'd still have two belts and you could carry it and stuff. Um, which is the the only time anyone's shown any interest in being the FTW champion. True, but again, he's one of those. If he was it, it would have made it into a whole different yeah. sort of beast, didn't it? Um. Yeah, trying to think. Promos from we've got some from Just Incredible, New Jack, Dudley's, Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, so you know, Lance Storm and Just Incredible do that kind of we're on the same page, we're not on the same page kind of tease. Yeah, just to have any of these, was there any that really sort of stood no, out? No. They're they're all fine. They're all just kind of talking head kind of moments, aren't they? Yeah, I mean I said there's nothing that was sort of major. They're all they're all good and sort of harmless in their ways, but there's no like, oh my God, or sort of great quotable lines from any of them. Just a bunch of people saying their bits leading up for the pay-per-view, which makes sense. Um, we get a match. We get Sabu versus Jerry Lynn for the FTW title. Um, this is another match I didn't know that um, I wanted. Yeah. So I fell in that category of, um, oh shit, getting Jerry Lynn versus Sabu. Yeah. And um, Sabu's got a busted jaw. He has, yeah. Uh, which is a huge story point throughout the match. And basically, you know, he, as big and tough as Sabu is, every time he gets he cracked in the jaw, he he crumbles because, you know, he's got a broken jaw, basically. Um, now... I have to ask again, as as I am prone to doing in these things, that if you are, you know, with a busted jaw, blah blah blah, why are you wrestling two weeks before the pay per view? 
Well, yeah. I mean, even from an ECW standpoint, it's um, silly because you sort of obviously run a risk of him being proper injured and not making it. Yeah. Um, so, um, but it's it's just, you know, yeah. But, I mean, it is a, a fantastic match. Yeah, no, big. what did you think of the match itself? I, I thought it was really good. I, I enjoyed... Um, I, I, as you said, it was kind of one of those matches you didn't realize you wanted, and were they going to gel? Were they not? Um, and I think they really worked well together. Um, I don't understand it. Um, no one wants to win the FTW championship, it seems. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, they, they both did really good match. It was, it was a really compelling, strong match. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, it, it was a good match. Obviously, they're two great workers. It's going to happen. Um, the match kind of ended up in a nothingness. RVD got involved. Taz got involved for a big brawl. So it just kind of spiraled out of control. But it was. Yeah, so my, my point about no one really wants to win is, you know, there's this whole kind of back and forth and all the rest of it, and they're doing well. And then Jerry Lynn hits what sounds quite sickening um, belt shot yeah. to Sabu's jaw. Um, Sabu crumbles, sells it so well, partly because he probably has a legit broken jaw and he's probably just taken a shot to it, which, you know, probably did fold him up pretty strong. Um, but, um, doesn't pin him, doesn't, doesn't try to cover him, doesn't try to do anything, just kind of then poses and then goes after IBD. Yeah, nice. Um, it's all just sort of flip-floppy. But good match all the same. Um, right, Lance Storm is now supposedly going to face Justin Credit uh, doing Tommy Dreamer. Yes. Refuses to come out because the referee, because the ring announcer won't recognise and announce Beulah. Yeah, my whole issue with this is obviously during the whole Beulah uh, retiring, I guess. Again. They showed the clip of the Dudleys and the backstory, everything so, so much. And they haven't shown really it at all, have they? They showed it last week. Yeah. When they would, or the week before, no, I think it was last, our, our last week. I don't, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the ones last week where the, where the Dudleys were taking credit for how many people they'd run out of ECW. Yeah. So, you know, we, we broke we broke Sandman's neck, we broke Bueller's neck, and you had kind of um, old Tommy doing his scream there. And the one there that I, I forgot to mention last week, they broke Hackmeyer's neck. Yeah, that's true. That was never a thing. Yeah. We, would you, you know, the Shah was around and then wasn't around. I don't remember it, him I getting his neck he... broken by the Dudleys. I thought they broke his neck and he then came back in that six man to get revenge on him. I don't remember them breaking his neck. But then he was never seen again. I mean, they have broken a lot of necks. They have. But no, my thing about Beauty is, see, the Dudleys is like, sort of great. But my point is, um, it's more, um, with the Dreamer feud, they haven't actually shown it. No. But it was a very weird setup when they were when it was going on at the time because they didn't really kind of big up that they broke a neck and retired her until like some down the line where they went, oh, and by the way, she's not coming back. So they've always been really funny, and it's weird because they one of the things that they said in the in the that Joey Styles said was you know broke Tommy Dreamer's ex girlfriend's neck. Hmm. And then that changed. So it, it was all very odd with the storytelling. Again, it's just, you know, someone with a pad and pen. Just keep track of some of this. Yeah, no, massively. All um, so, so bizarre. So that match basically didn't happen. Uh, Dream was on his way out. Just incredible attacks him from behind, speaks the crap out of him. Um, 
yeah. Yep. So basically, leaves Lance Storm in the ring. Uh, Shane Douglas comes out and helps, and it ends up with Shane Douglas versus Lance Storm. Um, didn't mind this. I felt it moved the story forwards. Yep. It sort of got heat, um, post-match beat down. I thought it was solid for this feud. I didn't have any issues with this. No, it was, it was, it was absolutely everything that was needed, really, wasn't it? It was yeah. um, absolutely fine. It all worked through. It was all, um, you know, good. Shane Douglas looks pretty good. He, his arm still seems to be not all right. He's, his punches and his chops with his um, right arm still seem a little bit short. Yeah. If you know what I mean. But, um, but no, it was good. It moved it all on. Um, the, the save bit was weird. Yeah. Um, was this this one or was this, this was this one, wasn't it? Where, oh yes, it was this one. So, so they're all then beating up, um, franchise and Francine tries to get involved and they swing at her. So she kind of bails, can't blame her. Um, and so she runs to the back to get help and she gets Tommy Dreamer out, which is the weirdest, you know, pop surprise save, bearing in mind who was meant to be in the match in the first place. And you kind of don't understand why. Um, why why Tommy Dreamer's just kind of, you know, hanging out at the back, not getting involved. And if you're going to tell me it's because he's getting stitched up, blah, 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 blah. I've seen this guy get smashed through however big and whatever else. They've not, they've not built that up in any way, shape or form that he's, you know, having to get stitches or surgery or anything. It's just, it's just, he's, he's kind of hanging around with a towel around his neck. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, um, yeah, that's a weird one as well. That takes the end of that show. So it's, it's heating up fairly nicely. I mean, the right sort of feuds are getting the. Um, it's just, it's yeah, just again, the, the 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 TV build feels like a week or two too long. Um, yeah. As as usual, as we often say with these, um, you know, they've got some really good stuff. Uh, they just are a little bit um, stretched, and it feels like some of these things go on a couple of weeks longer than they should have done. Just to make I, kind of the right heights, yeah. basically. I feel like the format that wrestling is now would have suited Heyman's then booking a lot more, in the sense that it is a much faster turnaround with pay per views than that now. And I think that's what sort of catches him all. He comes in; these feuds are so hot, but he just doesn't know how to keep them this hot for six weeks. Yeah. It's like if it was four weeks, you know, like two weeks or whatever, like perfect. But to keep it this hot for like six weeks, they, they seem to like really yeah. struggle to. And to I mean, keep he, it relevant. We know he struggled when it was like three months because, yeah, you know, it was it was peaking far too early. But yeah, it just feels a little bit slightly out of uh, out of paced, outpaced, out of pace. Um, with how it kind of gets to the last few bits. And that could be editing. That could be, you know, them trying to get kind of the most out of the footage they've got. Um, But yeah, it just feels like all of these things would be a little bit better if they were just a couple of um, uh, weeks shorter in their, in their build. Yeah. Agreed. Massive agreed. Um, 21st of uh, March 1999, episode 309. We start off with a really weird segment. I mean, in, in hindsight, I'm guessing this was almost like a farewell to Shane Douglas. I don't know how much longer he's around, but it basically no. almost felt like a, putting him over for everything he's done and everything he is and sort of saying goodbye to him. Yeah, because it basically just kept saying about how awesome he is, and he doesn't need a belt or anything. 
to always be the franchise of the ECW. Um, he'd love him to stay around and sort of do this and do that. But it's very, I don't know. It, it just felt you like were you added so much to the pay per views when you were on color commentary and you know even in the back that you know you're you're brilliant at kind of helping guys work through their matches and it was all a little bit too um inside again wasn't it yeah i mean it didn't really um sort of do it, it just kind of felt like but they must know tommy dreamer must know that he's he's leaving at the end of his contract so i don't know what this is I mean, you're you're working the fans here, aren't you? Because you must know he signed the WCW deal. Well, yeah. It's usually already being talks with WCW or anything. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's so um, sort of so so weird how it's all sort of working. And then he sort of basically, after putting over Francine and putting over. Then goes into almost like a comedy act where he sort of pulls down his sort of pants and has like Lance stuck on his ass and basically says, I've got a fat ass, but you know, you'll never be able to beat this fat ass. And it all just became like, I, I don't know, it just felt for a go home promo, it felt a bit too comedy for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I did love the fact that he has, you know, it's the first time we've heard Francine christened as the Queen of Extreme. Yeah, um, which you know it is absolutely well deserved. Um, yeah, uh, and and they ran through. You know, I, it wasn't this one, was it? It was last week where franchise did his promo in the corridor. Yeah, and, and I thought that was a really good promo of like you know you you, you messed up. You, this is this is where you went wrong, and this is how it went. And I've seen her take total elimination, and I've seen her get power bombed through tables and i've seen her do this and this and this so you know you th- if you thought that you could kind of you know and i loved that because it was just back to you know i've got the baddest bitch in the world kind of thing um but yeah it, it 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 yeah tommy dream was kind of like you know you 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 can't get to me with with silly comments because you know you're right i do have a fat ass and you know and i go to the you're the kind of guy that when you go to the chinese buffet you might have a little bit of boiled rice and you might have a little bit of this and i like the ribs and i like the noodles and i like the this and i like the that and i like um you know i'll go out and if i go out on the town and get the munchies i'll go to white castle and have 24 cheeseburgers um so this whole kind of you know you, you can't you know sticks and stones won't break my bones kind of thing, great, it's fine. Um, but yeah, the rest of it was just a little bit kind of weirdly out of of place, I think. And you're right, that kind of you know you, you're in this kind of death feud where everyone's fighting for everything, and you know they've laid you out God knows how many times, and they've insulted your 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 girlfriend and various other things and they've they've you know destroyed and and hit her with a cane and all the rest of it and your go home promo is that you've written Lance sucks on your boxer shorts. That's oh and, and suggesting that he that he takes steroids. That's it. It just sort of almost like yeah, like a weird parody thing that's not. Um Lance Storm and just incredible attack Tommy Dream and Shane will leave the ring. Yes. Um, we then get a match, Mr. Mustafa versus Spike Dudley. Um, yeah, so Mustafa's sort of winning. Spike looks like he's going to win. The Dudley's rushing, hit him with 3D, save him and stuff like that. I don't know if Spike was the right guy for this. It's it's difficult because he's got the, the, the new jack and Dudley's link, obviously, which is what they're they're trading off. But he is um, he is still that plucky underdog, so it's hard to kind of get that kind of balance right. I think um, it just it just kind of shows. I don't know. I I just think. He's going to fight New Jack, and the idea is he wants to batter New Jack and do all this damage to New Jack. 
Um, you think there'd be a situation where they would protect him in the one match that he has to make him look like he could be a real threat to New Jack? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. He doesn't he doesn't come over as killer in it, does he? I mean, um, I don't think so. Uh, you 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 could put him in with someone and get him farm. And if you want to do the whole kind of you know I don't get my hands dirty, you could do that. You know, you could have the Dudleys come out, beat him up, lay him out. Mustafa covers him. Done. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not quite any of those things, is it? Yeah. Basically, it just. Um, uh, I I don't know. I just I just think it could have been just a nobody that he kind of just like smashed up and look powerful and look dangerous too and instead yeah, I mean, he where's like El Puerto Ricano where's um, you know Hack Myers side of thing you know Rob Price you know yeah, just, any of those like kind of guy who just if he didn't have money he's going to get murdered and you know he's not going to have the money or the pay-per-view so he's he's in trouble it just feels a bit like all that but yeah, yeah. just don't, don't pick Spike um, interview with Don Callis. He's arrived in ECW. Um, weird interview. Didn't really get a lot out of it. Don't really know why he's there. Um, didn't really get a lot to know who he was if he didn't know who he was. So, no. but fair enough. He's in ECW. He is. And, and you know, that's good because we kind of know all of what that is. But, um, yeah, you're right. There's nothing to it. There's the, it's a... It's a gobbledygooky promo. It's it's really interesting because he feels like he's doing still that jackal character that we last saw on on WWF, rather than um, you know the Cyrus the Virus style that we know that we end up with. Um, so yeah, it's it's just quite strange. Yeah, no, massively strange. Um, we get the final match. Basically, Dudley boys are in the ring with Shane Douglas and Tommy Dreamer. Basically, says they get fuck all um, from fighting them. They gain nothing at all from beating them. So they called out RVD and Sabu to make it a triple threat. And RVD and Sabu came out willingly. And yeah, came with a three-way dance. The Dudley boys got limited from straight away. So, firstly, the reason this match happens is because Shane Douglas and franchise decide they're not waiting they want um uh, who will be the impact players now yeah and they decide they're not fighting them and the, the dudleys come out instead because the dudleys are everyone's hired guns now it seems um joey styles is saying that you know we don't know where where they're hiding we don't know where lance storm and 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 just incredible are hiding, otherwise they'd be pulled out and all the rest of it. And you kind of sit there going, no, we've just seen them at ringside. They walked away. Yeah. That's 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 how this segment started. So the Dudleys come out to replace them and then they declare that they're not interested and that they're only interested if the tag titles are on the line. So out come RVD and Sabu, even though both of them have got title matches at the pay-per-view and Sabu's got a broken jaw, he's in for the biggest match of his life because he gets to be not just the FTW champion and which kid doesn't grow up wanting to be the FTW champion, but the, the, the heavyweight champion and combining these two belts yet still comes out with a broken jaw to face Tommy dreamer and Shane Douglas, the, the new, new triple threat and the Dudley boys who are being set up as the baddest team in the world who are breaking people and, and taking out God knows how many. Yeah. Why are any of the people in this ring? I don't know. Just don't know. It's all just. Um, I mean, it, it's a great match. You know, yep. it's, it's a cool match, but again, like I said, it's just. Um, yeah, the whole sort of situation and reasoning for it is just just bizarro. It is, and that's the bit that I I kind of just lose myself in, in the sense of I don't understand why any of you are around. Um. And it is, it's, it's, um, 
you know, it's it's it is a good match, and it's it's one of those matches again that you're kind of like, I didn't realise I wanted this until I see you know that as a three way dance. Yeah, um, but yeah, it just it's just very weird. And then the eliminations are very weird, and I don't understand why. And then it kind of just descends into chaos. And I part of me thought, is this is this them getting the belts off of RVD and Sabu? Because again, we're in the position where the tag champs aren't defending the tag belts at the pay per view because they're both in singles matches. Yeah. Um, but no. And at one point, I I thought because they were big, they were bigging up the fact that. Tommy Dreamer was a champion, a tag team champion in 1994 or five. It was with um, Tommy Gunn for about a night. And then Tommy Gunn couldn't, no showed. And Shane Douglas came out as his partner and turned on him, which is why he lost the belt, which was a really cool callback, which I hadn't thought about. And, you know, was great. Um, but again, it's that kind of like, well, but put the belts on them. They can then drop them to the, the impact players and they're off. But that's not what happened. It's not what happened. It was it was just a match. It was basically just a match with um, Sabu and RVD retaining and um, leading to a Taz Sabu pull apart, which is fine. It could end in the show going into the pay per view. But um, yeah, there could have been other uh, ways to get there. A, a a fight, a pull apart, a promo, and a pull apart. Yeah. I want you, Sabu. You fucking got him. I want you to be at your best. Then stop beating them up all the time. Let him heal up. Yeah, no, it's... Um... Yeah. I mean, I'm still psyched just... for the pay-per-view. It's done enough, but like, it's, it's just usual. It just feels like two weeks too many every time. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, you know, some really good stuff, some really amazing stuff. Um, some really good matches that I'm looking forward to. The pay-per-view I'm really looking forward to. I think it's going to be great. Uh, hear all about it next week, right here. Um, but um, again, they just they just feel like they're two or three weeks out every single time. Whoever's counting up the TVs to get them to where they need to forgets that there's a couple of weeks there. Uh, it, it feels like they always think that weeks have four months have four weeks in it, and then they realise that actually you've got a couple of t- five month five week months in there. I just. Um... I don't know. I, I expected just a, a massive go-ho promo from Shane Douglas. I, I expected, uh, you know, him letting it all lay loose and you guys might be the future, but you're not the right now. I'm still the right now and you can't beat fucking Shane. You know, I mean, just really sort of just lay into him. Yeah. Like, he's been, instead he's just sitting in the ring laughing. He didn't do anything. He didn't say anything. Just, if it's a real chance just to, like, do yeah, some Yeah, they proper... just gave... Tommy, the Mike, and Tommy Dreamer, you know, again, adapts to who he is, uh, who he's around with. So he's not doing the broody Tommy Dreamer promos now because he's not with Raven, so he doesn't have to do about his pain. <coughs> and even so he's trying to be the smartest. Yeah. Um, his justification of um, showing the three fingers wasn't for the triple threat, just to confirm. It was for ECW, ECW. And he sort of was moving the fingers around to make to an E, a C, and a W, and I then no, no. Uh, you know I I don't see that I see this, and then and then throws up the figures fingers in the normal way, and talk about I, this this iteration of the triple threat. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. You know, just give you the the maybe maybe I I, I I'll do that. And it's like. Well, you doing him a favour? Is that what this is? Yeah, it's weird. Um, the thoughts getting into the pay-per-view and your... Pain. Um, I'm looking forward to the pay-per-view. I think it's going to be a very good pay-per-view. Um, cannot wait uh, for some of the matches. Um, I'm really excited. I've not watched this since, again, you know, the VHS tapes however many years ago. So I'm really excited to see how this holds out and holds up and uh, works through. So uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, My match of the week, uh, there were a couple of contenders here. 
Um, and after the first episode, I, I really didn't think there was going to be. I, I, I saw the the barbed wire match being pretty much the only one on the card and thought, is that kind of what I'm going to have to choose? But um, my match of the week was um, uh, Sebu Jerry Lynn for the FTW Championship. Great choice. Had a feeling you'd have picked there. That's, is that my second FTW defence in a row that I've chosen as my match of the week? It is. It is. There you go. And, it's um, more of a legacy than the championship actually deserves because it disappears next week in the unification match. This is true. And um, yeah, Vito himself was, was chuffed with your pick last week. So The pressure that, you know, the, 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 the people you interact with on social media blows my mind. Uh, the pressure knowing that there are wrestlers who are watching, who, who we are watching, who could still 25 years on really beat the shit out of me, who are, who are judging my choices on whether I think they had a good match 25 years ago or not. Um, it's, it's insane. really is. <laughs> well, let's see if, um, yeah, let's see if we get Sabu or Jerry Lynn this week to, to take note with this, but it'd be interesting. Um, do you want to run down the card? Yeah, let's do it quickly if you got it there. So, for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship unification match with the FTW Championship, we have the ECW champion Taz and the FTW champion Sabu. Um, we then also have the new triple threat, the new new triple threat of Tommy Dreamer and Shane Douglas with Francine against uh, Just Incredible and Lance Storm. Um, we will have... Uh, do you want me to announce the ones that haven't been announced as well? Yeah. Uh, so New Jack and Mustafa we know about. Uh, Jerry Lynn and RVD we know about. Um, Tajiri and Super Crazy we know about. Don't know how I feel about that. We'll find out next week. Um, and then uh, other matches that haven't been announced that we get to see is we get to see uh, uh, Doring and Roadkill versus Nova and Chetty. Uh, we get to see Balls Mahoney uh, versus Steve Carino. I say versus. Um, I remember that match. Um, uh, we're going to see um, Antifes del, no del Norte uh, take on Little Guido. Um, and we are going to see the Dudley boys take on Spike Dudley and his partner the master of the powerbomb and the ruler of the world Cronus, no Sid Ooh, love it, <laughs> love all of it, want all of it cannot wait and it's happening next week on Extreme Rewind so make sure you get involved as usual obviously we'll probably throw out some bits during the week to ask about your memories of the show, interact um, we'll probably read them out so that's always exciting um thank you as always check out at underscore sports arena on twitter and instagram that is where we're talking all things extreme and a little bit modern day but it's getting less and less because a lot of it is trash and um yeah we're back next week for more extreme rewind get ready for living dangerously 1999 because it is coming so we'll see you next week don't know how long i can get away with this but cut the fucking podcast